While you were fast asleep, I was taking to the streets, running fast, going after the gold. And by gold, I mean breaking the tape at unsanctioned underground races that happen here in New York City in the middle of the night. They're nothing like anything you've ever seen. On this episode, I talk about running in these kinds of races with Orchard Street Runners and Take the Bridge and what it's like to win. So stay tuned for a pretty fun show. The Lucy Beatrix Podcast is brought to you by Halo. Halo is a membership platform for groups and teams. Unlike other apps and social media, your group gets a dedicated space on Halo that helps you meet up in person. I've used the app with the club that I train with, Brooklyn Track Club, to connect with my teammates around upcoming races or even chat about topics like staying sober. I also use Halo as a coach for my athletes. It's a place for me to communicate with everyone and plan upcoming workouts and races. A few weeks ago, I posted about a race happening in Central Park when one of my athletes saw this and decided she wanted to jump in. She ended up running a huge PR and wouldn't have even known about the race if not for Halo. So if you lead a group and want to keep everyone organized and stay connected, Halo would be a great fit for you. Head over to link.halo.co slash Lucy, L-U-C-I-E, to learn more. Hey guys, it's me, Lucy. Uh, I just want to say thank you for tuning in to season two of the show. I'm really excited to bring this whole new fresh season to you. The last season was really fun, you know, telling stories about my past life as a fashion model. And now being this competitive athlete living in New York City, running fast and far, it's just always cool to share my process and my journey and my path with everyone out there. So thank you for tuning in. On today's episode, I want to talk about the underworld of running. We all know about the major races or the ones like the New York Marathon, Chicago, Berlin, as well as the shorter races that happen around New York City, put on by organizations like New York Roadrunners and NYC Runs. Those races that happen in broad daylight are sanctioned or certified events, meaning they have someone out there from USATF, very official, making sure they cross all their T's and dot all their I's. They have things like chips on their bibs and starts and finish lines exactly where they're supposed to be. It's all very precisely measured to the millimeter. Now imagine the exact opposite of that. And you've got New York City's underground street racing scene. Amongst this underworld, there are two leaders who organize these types of events. You've got Orchard Street Runners, run by Joe Donato, and then Take the Bridge, Darcy Budsworth, who's the one who runs that one. Between these two, all kinds of races are put on every few months around the city. And the way these kinds of races typically work is that you sign up, and then a few days later before the event, you're given instructions and checkpoints of when and how to compete in these events. So basically it's like, hey, you guys are going to meet here in Midtown, Here's a bunch of checkpoints that you have to hit. And then here's a finish line that you just have to get to one way or another. But as long as you hit all of these checkpoints, these races usually happen at weird times, like the middle of the night, literally two in the morning. And unlike official races, the streets are not locked off or closed down. 
But instead, you're up to your own choice of how you want to get from point A to point B. You just have to do it the fastest. And honestly, it's so much more of an obstacle course and a scavenger hunt than any of the other traditional races out there. Because at races that you go and do in broad daylight, there's a ready, set, go. And then everyone just runs on the course. And you don't have to really think about where you're going. But that's not the case for these kinds of races. As for me and how I got involved in any of this, it's kind of a long story, but I blame the pandemic. Pre-pandemic days, I was very afraid to do a lot of things. I wouldn't be caught dead trying to run at full speed through the streets of New York in the middle of the night, dodging cars and traffic. In fact, that sounded like so dangerous to me and the opposite of fun. But then, as we know, the pandemic happened and the entire city shut down for basically an entire year. As a runner, there were no races to compete in, traditional or non. So I just sat tight and focused on my craft. I was building a base during that entire down year, wishing and dreaming for races to come back. As soon as the world began to open back up last spring, I adopted a new mantra for myself. I became a yes man, or rather, I just started saying yes to things that came my way. I think being cooped up and isolated for a whole year made me eager to get out there and experience new things. So I got into all races as soon as they were being put back on. There were races popping up on the track and just all over the place. And so I would just say yes and jump in. I did a few of these smaller track races as I had just come off of a few fast PRs where I was running sub 17 minutes in the 5K and I ran sub 35 minutes in the 10K. So an opportunity popped up on Instagram regarding one of these underground races. The race was called the OSR Bread Run Route, where the route is based loosely off of an old bread delivery route that the race director, Joe Donato's family, used back in the day for a delivery run of basically what they used to do all of their deliveries in around the Lower East Side and and Midtown. So I thought, how much more New York can you possibly get? I read the instructions of how to compete, and I decided to sign up and jump right in. I found out the week of, of the checkpoints that we were supposed to hit, which included things like St. Patrick's Cathedral and just like very New York spots like Grand Central. So they gave us the location uh, of where we were supposed to start the race at Midtown at two in the morning. And going into it, I felt a little bit like I was in over my head. Nonetheless, my strategy was to write out all of the instructions of how to get from checkpoint to checkpoint the best that I could on my arm. But the idea of how to beat traffic and cars and pick up the best route was kind of up in the air for me because I just figured like, I don't know if a car is going to be coming, zipping around a corner and I'm not going to be able to cross the street. So I just have to know like the general way to get from point A to point B. So no amount of real planning could predict the best and the fastest way to go. I had to kind of wait to be in the heat of the moment to decide which directions I was going to go. I just knew I just had to hit those checkpoints. So I thought about it like that. So at 1.50 in the morning, I showed up to the starting line with one main objective. Just be fast. Just win. It's what I always say, a little tongue-in-cheek, but really my plan was to eye up the others at the starting line and latch on to whoever looked like they knew what they were doing. 
I saw a few dudes who I knew were fast and I just said, hey, what pace are you going to go? And they told me and I was like, okay, cool. And so I just tried to stick with them. Before I knew it, the race was underway. The city lights whisked past me and I got myself from one point to the next. At each checkpoint, we were given tokens to prove that we passed through. They were funny things like, you know, a slab of butter or actually an entire bread roll. And I'm glad that I had worn my fanny pack because I just could throw this stuff in. And I'm also glad that I happened to get in sync with some guy that seemed to be going the right pace and knew where he was going through the street. So I just like kept him within reach. And I knew after I got through all four checkpoints that I was going to be able to get to that finish line. And, you know, I was I was the first female. So I like I kind of knew I had that within reach and it was really exciting and fun. And, you know, it just five miles whizzed right past me. And I, I couldn't believe that I was like in the heat of the moment. It's just like kind of a surreal experience because you're just like, what am I doing? Like, there's no cars, there's no people, but you're just going so fast. And it just feels it feels exhilarating. It's definitely like an adrenaline junkie thing. Um, at least I, I was thinking that in the moment I was like, this is definitely not <laughs> what most people are doing in the middle of the night on like a Wednesday night. But anyway, so that was my first, um, that was my first real stab at these like underground, like OSR type races. And so I broke the tape. I won, which was really fun. That's like kind of besides the point. Like I don't always like to emphasize like the winning part, but like, yeah, that was really cool. It was really fun. There was some prize money and stuff. And I was like, okay. Okay, cool. Beginner's luck. Beginner's luck. This is like an interesting thing, but I knew that there was, you know, it was lucky that I had found a dude to latch onto. And I knew that that was like, I used that to my advantage, but like I figured there are going to be other races where you don't always know where you're going. There's not going to be someone who's going to be right there within reach. And boy, oh boy, I was right. So about a month later, there was another race. This time it was Take the Bridge, the one that Darcy puts on. And the field was a little bit more competitive, meaning there were more fast women on the starting line. And uh, this was one that was in Brooklyn. And we had to hit a bunch of the Brooklyn bridges around like Greenpoint. So the Kosciuszko Bridge, the Pulaski Bridge, and Greenpoint Ave. So I also kind of went into that one with a little bit of the, okay, I'm going to latch onto some people who know what they're doing. I saw my friend Sarah Fountain there and I just was like, okay, she's going to know where to go. This girl went to Michigan. She's really smart. She's going to know which directions to go. So I kind of latched onto her in the beginning of it. Um, and the strategy seemed to work well, but this is when I hit <laughs> the, the, the end of beginner's luck in that halfway through that race, I started to pull away. Like I was like in the lead, but I did not know where to go. <laughs> so I, you know, we were finishing, uh, I think I had about a mile left and I had to make some really testy turns in Greenpoint to find my way to that finish line that I knew was somewhere around the vicinity of where I was going at top speed. And luckily, by the grace of God, I took a right turn and ended up breaking the tape again. It was kind of funny for the people that were pacing me on the bikes. They weren't pacing. They were like recording it, doing the live stream. They were like, uh-oh, does Lucy know where she's going? Like we were, you know, within a 400 meters of the finish. And they're like, wait, did she just turn the wrong way? And like, is, is Sarah going to win? Because Sarah was literally like within seconds behind me. So these kinds of races, it's like not even just about speed. Like you could easily take a wrong turn at the very end. And the person who was neck and neck with you will just like win. So yeah. So anyway, broke the tape at the Take the Bridge event. And um, it was fun, but it was a little bit like, 
Okay, I gotta like, I really gotta dial in this navigation thing because one of these days this is not gonna work and <laughs> the guessing part is not gonna work because I just was getting lucky. So there was another OSR bread run route that happened about a month after that. This happened last week. And I, to be honest, was not going to do it. I was kind of like, ah, eh, it's another one of these weeknight, middle of the night things. I don't know if I can pull it off. But at the same time, I was like, oh, I have to. I have to. I have to. So I jumped in. I signed up like the day before. And we got the checkpoints. And I was like, gosh, these are kind of complicated. Like it was not easy to figure out where this stuff was. So I went out there the day before and I kind of went and got the lay of the land of how to get to and from the checkpoints. And there were like seven of them. It's a lot. So this was like the most checkpoints in one of these races that I had tried. It's my third stab at an underground unsanctioned race and like all the checkpoints. I wrote them on my arm. I like went through it in my head multiple times, the most I ever have. And I really tried to like visualize and mem- memorize where I was going. So... The the race started on the base of the Williamsburg Bridge. Or I mean, I mean not the base, the like top of the decline of the Williamsburg Bridge. And we were supposed to hit all of these checkpoints around Chinatown on the Lower East Side. So it was, you know, two in the morning, ready, set, go. We're running down the Williamsburg Bridge towards the Lower East Side to the first checkpoint. And like right in that moment, I'm like, I don't know how I'm gonna get to this point. And it just became like all of my planning that I had done the entire day just like went right out the window. I just kind of started to like guess and um, I mean, what can I say? I just, <laughs> a lot of wrong turns led me in the right place. I knew what checkpoints I had to hit because I'd written them on my hand and I would just be like, okay, I remember this one's kind of in this area. Let me just like run towards that direction. And then I would like run towards the other direction. And like, it's it's hard to explain, but basically I just like will get this like animal instinct of where things kind of are and just... I just pray and hope that I'm making the right turns. That's literally what it boils down to. Um, (laughs) But in the moment, it's so funny because you're just like, it's just you're going balls to the wall. Like, I feel like there's this um, primal lizard brain thing of just like, I feel like your body kind of knows where to go. I don't know. But then there are moments in the live stream when you see me just come to a dead stop and I'm looking around and I'm like, where is it? Where is the checkpoint? I'm like freaking out. But then I find it. And yeah. Oh, another aspect of this um, third race that I had done of the series, the trifecta of underground races I've been doing this summer is um, this one, in order to get through the checkpoints, instead of giving us a token that says that we went through the checkpoint, like the bread rolls or something, it was uh, that we had to take a picture of our bib at the checkpoint, which means you have to get your freaking phone camera out and take a photo holding your bib at the checkpoint where the checkpoint is in sight. That was so hard. Imagine going at like a 545 pace, getting to a checkpoint and then having to pull up your bib, take a phone out that's like sweaty and like sloppy and you're trying to open it up and like my phone password was fucking up and being like, you entered it incorrectly five times. Like the phone is going to shut down. Like I'm not kidding. It was like my phone was the enemy that night. So you had to take photos at every checkpoint. And um, that was the hardest part because then you had to like submit that you actually hit those checkpoints and you took the photos and stuff. That was the hardest part. But anyway, so long story short, I hit all the checkpoints, all seven of them, the crazy ass checkpoints, get to that finish line, which even that last stretch getting to the finish line, I was thinking like, wait, am I, I hope I'm going the right way. It's just like, that's always how these races feel. You just keep going, well, I hope I'm going the right way or else I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be running for a long time. But so I got to the finish line. 
I broke the tape again, third time, third time's a charm. I've got three underground races under my belt, breaking the tape three times in a row. But every single one of these races, I don't break the tape and go, yeah, I'm fast. I'm a winner. I go, holy shit, that was really lucky. <laughs> like, I am really impressed by my luck tonight. That's how I felt. I just was like, you know, that's it's, it's amazing that this ended up the way that it did because it could have easily gone the other way. And I, you know, I looked at my competitor, I think the person who came in second place, I just was like, huh, you know, she easily could have won if it wasn't for me just guessing the right thing in the right time. So a lot of it's luck. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie. Like if there's another one of these underground races that pops up, I don't expect to win because I'm just, I'm, I might be on a little bit of a streak right now, but I know darn well, it's a very humbling feeling to be like, yeah, but like any moment, this is going to break, the streak's going to break and someone else is going to come whip out from behind me and like get that, know, know which way to turn faster. And so that's what I think about that. It's kind of fun. It's fun to take your mind off of racing in that linear way of just going on a track and trying to get your best time or going on a route, route that's already like planned out. But in this case, it's just more like mental strategy and navigating and panic and just dodging cars and whatever. So it's fun. It's really fun. I love it. I think it's really speaks to like this adrenaline junkie in me and um if you haven't ever tried them, I would say at your own risk, give it a go. It can be like quite exhilarating. So for more information about those races, I would say head over to Orchard Street Runners Instagram account. They always post when they're putting out the different events that they do. They do a midnight half and they do all kinds of like crazy stuff. Same with Take the Bridge. She does all kinds of fun events even all over the country now. She's traveling around doing them. And I'm just lucky that I've gotten to experience them. Um, I'm going to keep doing them when it makes sense. And uh, yeah, it's really fun. So that is a glimpse, a little taste of what this underground unsanctioned racing scene is like here in New York. Make sure that you uh, hit me up on Instagram if you have any questions specifically about the show, if you want to hear me talk about anything else. Um, I'm always coming up with new episodes. And also make sure you check out the sponsor of the show, Halo Running App. Uh, that's what brought to this up, brought you this episode. And let me know what you think about that platform. Until next time, just be fast. Just win.